You think you get stupid questions? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stupid Questions with Jason Harvey here on the Earhole Media Network. Thanks for tuning in once again. Just sitting here in studio, just got off of my day job, came in here, about ready, uh, getting ready to record a podcast, waiting for uh, waiting for my guest to get here, and I just figure, eh, we'll get started. I'll just ramble for a bit. Pretty cool episode today. Uh, we have a special guest who will be calling in shortly. Um, one of my good friends from L.A., uh, his name is Mateen Stewart, great comic. He's originally from Detroit, moved out to L.A. a few years ago. He's been uh, working the the stand-up scene out there quite well, uh, really making a name for himself as far as stand-up comedy goes. But then uh, also is, is an actor. He's been, he was the uh, token black man in a McDonald's commercial. Uh, he has uh, been seen on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Just a just a really good guy, super funny person, uh, great great guy all around. He's uh, stayed with me uh, when uh, last year at the comedy carnival, and uh, I did a show with him. The first show we ever did together was uh, last March or March of two thousand and fourteen. He came out and he did my show, uh, comedy and other opinions, and uh, was hilarious. And we've uh, just been friends ever since. So I'm happy that. Uh, Happy that he's going to be calling in shortly. You're supposed to have Aaron Orlovitz in too. Where's his punk ass? Uh, that's what I'm waiting. I'm I'm waiting to even hear back from him. He told me he would be here seven to eight. What a between <laughs> seven and eight? No, I told to record <laughs> seven to eight. So so he's just a diva all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, Write a couple just... <laughs> funny jokes, put some head and shoulders in, and he can just stiff you, huh? Yeah. Well, when you have long, long flowing locks. <laughs> Like Aaron Orlovitz does. You make your own rules. And you, life allows it. Life just says, well, what do you want today? And just like, I want to be left alone. Well, then you've got that, Aaron Orlovitz. It's a shame he's so funny because I'd love to talk <laughs> mad shit about him. But I'm not going to. Yeah. I want to do a podcast with him. Yeah, he's great. You sh- definitely should. The Rocky Mountain Jewcast. The Rocky Mountain Jewcast. Yeah. yeah, that's actually what he was supposed to come on here and, and talk talk about is it's tough to do when he's being a diva yeah (laughs) it's not even the sabbath for him no it is not like his prayers are done his tzitzit should be all grown out yeah like his yarmulke should be nice and pressed you know i uh i saw him i've only seen him wear a yarmulke once and it was on holocaust remembrance day And which I found out that there is a Holocaust Remembrance Day because he was wearing a yarmulke at a comedy show. Yeah. And I, I had no idea, which made me think, meh, they're not doing a very good job <laughs> spreading the word, like, to remember this. Like, it should be on a calendar. The Holocaust happened to be a pretty big event. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It made history. But if we do our podcast together, we are going to wear yarmulkes. Mateen, is that Hello? you? Hello. This is Mateen. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going great. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. Where are you at right now? Uh, I'm in San Diego right now. 
did you San Diego, California. Uh, did you just get done doing a show, or are you doing a show tonight? No, I um, actually came down to watch the uh, L.A. Dodgers play the San Diego Padres, and now um, I'm watching the NBA Finals. Oh, the man. Celtic kilt. In a, cel- in a, in a kilt? No. Oh, no, I was going to say, you got to get a picture of that. If you're wearing a kilt, no, no. that's kind no, of... I'm not in a kilt. <laughs> okay. I'm not in a kilt. Did you say you, uh, the Finals are on at this moment right now? Yeah, it's halftime, so this is a perfect time. Perfect. Uh, what uh, What's the score right now? Uh, 51 to 50. The uh, Golden State Warriors are beating the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, wow. At who, one point at the half. That's awesome. Who uh, Who do you want to win this yeah. finals? Uh, I'm not a fan of anything from Ohio, so definitely Golden State Warriors. Is that the Michigan uh, in you saying, oh, I yeah. can't I, like Ohio? I, everything Ohio. Yeah. Everything Ohio. I just I despise it. So. I can, I can I see <laughs> I can see that. Anything, anything Ohio. I just despise it. Well, I, I don't want. I, I kind of an. I hate. I really hate the Warriors. I don't know. I just have never liked the Warriors. But I, I hate the Cavs right now so bad because what is it? In the past four years, they've had three number one picks, and then LeBron comes back. Yeah, yeah. It seems kind of. It seems kind of like. I mean, even though he's playing amazing and he's playing with pretty much the New York Knicks of of last year, uh, he, <laughs> that's what he's playing. He he's is, playing yeah. Isn't Shumpert on? Yeah, like Shumpert. Who else is on that team from? Uh, Timothy Mozgov, um, J.R. Smith, all used to be right. New York Knicks. That's true. I do like J.R. Smith yeah. though. J.R. Smith, so he's he's so up and down though. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's playing his, his butt off today, so. Well, that's good. They need they need it. LeBron can't. I mean, he could carry the team, but he shouldn't have to when you've got. Yeah, you need at least one person to play. But I, I'm, I'm hoping for the Warriors to win today because I, eighty-seven percent of the teams that win Game Five in the finals win the series, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, not yeah. So you definitely you're like, I don't want the Cavs to win. Oh no! And this is guy at the bar that's rooting for Cleveland, and it's just driving me crazy right now. Uh, ugh. Driving me insane. Yeah. Well, uh. We've got you. I had you call in for a for a specific reason, and that's because you're coming out here yeah. to Utah this this week. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm excited. Yeah. So we've got oh, you have shows time. what Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan right now. Cool. Well, I've some got some comedy and and the uh, what's I don't know what's Utah. What's the name of Utah the state? It's not the Salt Lake State. Well, yeah. What's the, what's the name? Uh, the Utah? Beehive State. The beehive. The beehive state. Yeah. What is that about, man? Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's uh like a worker, like worker bee mentality, which is honestly probably where I, I think it came from. Is like, oh well, we came into this really shitty place and we built it up. Look how great it is. This was a piece of shit high, high desert land, and we we fixed beehive it up. State? The beehive state. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 interesting. Yeah, and then no uh, it could have been also like the. Describing just that fifties hairdo, I don't. Yeah, the fifties. Yeah, the fifties hairdo. Yeah. Just uh, women throwing out their hair. Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't. That's probably like some. I'm gonna have some hairstylist come up to me like, a beehive and a fro are completely different. How dare you compare yeah. them? Beehive, yeah, the beehive. That's um. Is I don't know if that's 
Is Marge Simpson, does she have a beehive hairstyle? Yeah, yeah, like an extreme (laughs) beehive. She's got the queen beehive hair. She's a queen bee. Yeah, she's the queen bee. She just carries the the, (laughs) the hive around on her head. The queen beehive. Yeah, she's the queen, yeah. So yeah, we've got uh, shows this Thursday. You'll be coming out. Uh, or you fly in on Thursday? I fly in uh, on um, well Thursday morning, like twelve fifty-five. Perfect. I have that day off, so I can pick you up from the yeah. airport. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, leave here, I leave LA at nine fifty-five, and then I get to Salt Lake City at twelve fifty-five or twelve twenty-five. Cool. Like on okay. Wednesday, Wednesday night, but technically Thursday morning. Oh, okay. So Thursday. Oh, so it's twelve a.m. So yeah, 12, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, sweet. I'll yeah. I'll be off of work Wednesday night by that point and still be up. So right on, right on. That's yeah. my man. My man. Yeah, my I do man what I can. Harvey, coming through, <laughs> huh? I do what I can. Hey, man. So what have you been up to? I mean, how uh, how's L.A. been treating you as far as shows and stuff? Uh, have you been out uh, on on the LA's, road much? Always been good. Um, I've done a couple festivals. Um, last festival I did was in April. I did the Women in Comedy Festival. Um, How was that? that? Was pretty good. Uh, it was good, man. I was the only uh, one of like probably like six dudes that made the festival. Yeah, I was just um, gonna say like how like what is that? How is that? How does that work as far as uh... I I don't know. They allow men, so I mean <laughs> every show that I did, I was the only male on the lineup. So they gave you they give you two shows. And you do eight minutes in the two shows, and then they each of the shows they give you a recording of it, which is good. What most most places and most festivals don't do. And then I know a bunch of people in New ha- New Hampshire, so I was able to get a couple gigs. I booked a couple gigs myself, and um, I featured for uh, this guy Lou Ramey, who um, who has like a Comedy Central um, presents. Uh, I featured for him in Manchester, New Hampshire, and then in Derry, New Hampshire, before I did my Women in Comedy Festival shows in Boston. So That's that was awesome. good. And then from that, I had a, had a couple of managers approach me afterwards. Uh, they were there to see somebody else, and uh, they liked me. And then, you know, they, they seemed to be based out of L.A., and I met with them that week, and then I signed with them that week. So I have management um, for specifically for comedy, because as an actor, I had agents and stuff, but... This is a manager specifically for a comedy, my comedy endeavors, because most of the things I was doing, I was just booking myself. But now a lot of doors have opened up. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I just sold a sketch to uh, Laugh.com, so potentially we might make that into like a series with them. So, um, congrats, yeah, dude! Man, That's things great. Are good. Things are good right now. Um, How long ago did you I sign with that I'm management? Gonna... What'd you say? How long ago did you sign uh, uh, sign with the management company? Uh, that was in, uh, the first week of April. I, I signed the first week of April. Um, and you know, he's, he's helped me a lot getting to some doors. I'm in the mix with some things I can't really talk about right now, but, um, you know, if I, if, if they do come to fruition, it's life changing stuff that, that might happen in, in the next couple months. So, um, good for you, dude. That's so awesome. For these, yeah. Yeah. Just to be considered for these, for these things is, is a good thing, you know? Yeah, because um, that means people are looking out for you and and they have their eye on you. So that's good, man. But was it I've at been the in LA for ten years, man? And and you know I'm so used to being disappointed. So I don't get my hopes up about things. But you know you do have to take everything with a grain of salt and take some positive from some things. So that's what I'm I'm just trying to do, man. And you know just just trying to get better and 
and um, yeah, continue to progress, man. That's that's all I'm really trying to do. Yeah, I think that's all you you know that's all you really can do. And uh, you've been doing an awesome job with that. I uh, already before you called in, I kind of preemptively talked about you a little bit and talked about how you had come out like uh, two years like. To, not la- this March, but the previous March, and we did a show then, and yep. then you came back out for the mm-hmm. SLC Comedy Carnival, and you stayed uh, stayed with me then, and I mean, we did a bunch of shows then. It was a it was a lot of fun. I mean, you got I think on the comedy festival, I think you got to do like three or four shows. I got to do three shows because uh, Lucas Lucas uh, Lucas Dick backed out. Oh, like, I was harassing Christopher because uh, my belief is persistence beats persistence. Resistance. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I harassed him. But uh, yeah, I had a great time, man. Um, well, and you even, was, you got to perform. One of the best festivals I've done. Yeah, huh? you got to perform on the Best of Fest show, too, the last, uh, the Sunday show, which closed out the festival, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. Or, the, or like I like to call it the guys that could stay to Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> the people who didn't <laughs> leave yet. <laughs> yeah, that was a killer show, though. Good. I mean, like you, Barbara Gray, Nick Malice. Um, I believe Levi Rounds was on that show also. I mean, there were a lot of really, yeah, really great comedians. And then Danny from... Um, Danny Feltz from, from Oregon. Portland. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I love Danny yeah. Feltz. We're yeah, actually... That was a great show, man. That was one of, one of, the, one of the most fun I've had on stage, man. I was, I was having a really good time. Yeah, you, you had... Um, every, you know what? Every show you did for that festival, though, was killer. Like, you were just on a tear... You had some, I mean, not only was your material good, but you were just performing the hell out of it too. So it was just great yeah, seeing yeah, you. Yeah, I was having fun, man. Like that's why I, I just like I, like I, I do comedy because it's fun, man. I do every, I try to have fun and I love it. And um, you know, I don't, I don't see how people, you know, it's it's how, how can you hate loving something like doing something that you love, man? And and um, every time I get on the stage, man, it's an opportunity to 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 perform and. You know, to 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 laugh and you gotta laugh at yourself, man. You gotta have fun, man. I I just try to have as much fun as I possibly can because if I'm having fun, I think the audience will have fun with me. Well, that's what I've always tried to tell people too before going on stage. Hey, man, it's hard to be funny without fun. Like you gotta yeah. have you gotta have fun. Like they've got even if you're doing sad or dark material. You gotta light like you know liven it up enough that you're still having fun while you're talking about it. So that yeah, people don't fun take is you. The word funny. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the root. It's the root word, man. If people aren't enjoying themselves, yeah. they're not going to be laughing. And so I, I yeah. think that's. I think sometimes people try and. Uh, I think comedy. I mean, everybody should take comedy serious if you're in it because you're, you know, like you're competing uh, with other people, and. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, it shouldn't be a, a chore. It shouldn't be like, yeah. man, like, I hate, man, I, I hate writing. I hate, the, it's just like, well, then you're writing the wrong stuff. If you hate writing, yeah. then you're not coming up with material that's fun for you. Yeah. So. You gotta have fun, man. Absolutely. Have fun or quit. Exactly. I had an acting teacher tell me that one time, have fun or quit. And that's, that stuck with me for 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 duration of, of this, and it's going to stick with me forever. Have fun or quit, man. Yeah. Well, and that's what, you have a, a degree in theater, Correct. Yeah, my degree is in theater. Um, it's actually like a dual degree in theater and education. So that's that's you know that's where I that was my base. I was always been an actor. I was a theater brat as a kid. You know, I um, I went on the road uh, as a kid, and then I, I you know I've done you know children's theater when I graduated, and and um, yeah, that's my base as an actor. I never wanted to be a stand-up comedian, 
and I only started doing comedy as like a bucket list kind of thing where um my my mom had bought me uh like a like a class for my birthday and I did it and I you know I wanted to do it but I never said like oh I want to be a stand up comedian um but it was good for me because like at a moment when I started like I was I was I tell people I was creatively depressed not depressed but like creatively depressed as far as like you know, I you know, going auditions like once or twice a month, like you had nothing to work on, but with comedy it was so it was so great to be able to like think of a joke and I could think of a joke and then go and tell it that night. Yeah. Because of that instant gratification. Well that's what I love about um, like comedy versus even like when you're like writing a novel or, you know, any other aspect when you're like acting. Play, yeah. yeah, you don't get immediate feedback. Like with comedy, so you, you write a joke you, you and you put it in practice. Yeah. Yep, you go and perform it, and immediately you know how it worked. Oh, people liked mm-hmm. that, or they didn't like that. Oh, I need to work on this, or oh, this part's where it, it wasn't working. Or it's nice to just be able to workshop. I mean, stand-up comedy, you're able as long as you can hit a few stages a week, you can really work through yep. a lot of material and uh, and yep. solidify your material so that you're a lot funnier. So, mm-hmm. so when did you start That's acting then? How old were you when you first got into acting? Uh, I'm, my first thing I remember doing, I was, um, I was what, six years old or five years old. We had a school play, and, like, we, at our school, we had a school play, and, like, as the kindergartners, we had to, like, protest that we weren't in the regular play. So we were just, like, the halftime show where we just came on, we protest. That's how we had, like, two lines. And I, I was mad because I only had two lines. And then, like, uh, my parents noticed that, like, I was learning. Like, I knew every, I knew the whole script. I knew the whole script, like, being five years old, like, verbatim, everyone's lines. My parents, like, watched me, and they're like, dude, this, this kid knows everything. Yeah. So they embraced it, and um, so I started doing, like, acting classes and, like, um, throughout elementary school. Um, I was doing, like, the school plays and stuff, and then... Uh, dance started taking over because I started dancing. Um, what kind of uh, dance? Like hip hop, ballroom, or tap? Okay, mostly tap, jazz, and ballet. Um, but I was I was more of a tap kid. Um, so yes, yeah, so I did tap for a while, and then like I just did it through high school, and and then my uh, my drama teacher from high school she died. So my junior year we didn't have it. We didn't have any uh, theater. So I sort of forgot about it, and then. Went to college as a physical therapy major and auditioned for a play just for fun. And um, they ended up giving me a scholarship to, wow. to continue to be a theater major. So, so you switched point, majors like, in the well, yeah. If I'm going to major into this, yeah, I'm going to commit to it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, crazy man, that you so just auditioned and they gave you a scholarship, too. That's so cool. Yeah, I auditioned for, yeah, I auditioned for a play. I just did it just to do it. And then um, first they gave me a fee waiver which they waived my state fees, which, you know, I got money back, and my parents were happy about that. Yeah. Then they were like, well, if you become a, if you become a, if you become a, a theater major, you know, we'll give you, the, we have this, col- this, this scholarship. It's actually the, um, the William H. Cosby Scholarship, which, you know, Bill Cosby established at yeah. my school for, for, for performing science majors. What school was so, this? You know, Bill Cosby paid for my college education pretty much. That's cool. Yeah. And what uh, what college or what college was it? I went to Florida A and M University. It's in Tallahassee, Florida. It's about fourteen thousand students. Awesome. It's a um, historically black university, 
So it started in 1887 uh, as just like an agricultural school for 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 all the black people that couldn't go to the regular schools, and it just it just developed. But now it's a major university. We we produce the most uh, minority uh, farm D's and also the most minority uh, MBAs in the country. Wow, that's um, awesome. And minority, that means, like, you know, all minorities combined. Yeah. Um, even including women, and, you know, it's a bunch of Indian people that go to my school. Um, yeah, it's, 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 not as, it's not just like an all-black school. And even, like, if you're a white kid and you want to go to my school, you could potentially get a diverse... <laughs> A diversity of scholarship. No way. That's that, uh, yeah. that's so yeah. weird to hear because I. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. getting a diversity as a white person getting a diversity yeah, scholarship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd feel like exactly. I'd feel shitty doing like being the white person doing that. Like, <laughs> hey guys, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was, me it was too. A guys that I knew in my theater the program that got money. You know, diversity scholarship. Wow. That's that's so crazy. And then uh, so after after you graduated, uh, what did you do? I went back home uh, after two thousand and three, and home is Detroit, Michigan. And I went there, and I just worked worked different places. I worked in a coffee shop. I worked at Panera Bread. Um, I did some stagehand stuff, but then I um I got I got did some acting gigs with some local regional theaters there. Um, I worked at a museum where I played George Washington Carver. Uh, three times a day. Uh, That's cool. I did that and for two years, and I saved about about eight thousand dollars. And then my mom gave me some money as like a graduation gift when I graduated college, and I put that towards it. And then in two thousand and five, I uh, I bought a car, a nineteen ninety three Pontiac Grand Am, and I loaded it up and I drove cross country to Los Angeles at twenty three. So yeah, you've just years you, ago. You've been there since. I've been there since, man. That's awesome. Pretty much home at this point. But, yeah, I mean, after ten um, years, I'll never, I'll never say I'm from LA. No, I'll well, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you there, man. I don't think it's weird yeah. to me when I hear somebody tell me they're from LA. Like anytime yeah, I talk to someone here and they're like, "Yeah, I'm from I'm LA," I'm like, Did, "Like originally?" Because no one's originally from there. Everyone <laughs> moves in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I know a bunch of people. A bunch of people that are like local, and it's it's weird. To hear that, you know, well, that's well, a lot of people. In my social circle, nobody is born in LA. Yeah, I was gonna say most. Uh, I, how many stand up? I mean, the majority of stand ups that are from LA and still working in LA. That's got to be a pretty low number, right? I mean, the majority yeah, of people. I know, a, I know a couple guys that are from LA, but most people aren't. And there's one guy. He makes a joke. I forget who it is, but he makes a joke about you know being from LA. Um, you can't really you know, like stunt on your friends because like a lot of times, even with shows I post, like people outside of Los Angeles think it's a really big deal. Like, oh man, you're doing a big. I'm like, nah, man, not really. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah. not, like, but because they live think... in LA, you can't really. You don't have that because like, dude, you sleeping on the couch, man. I just saw you yesterday. But well, and that's, that's the whole thing is like, people, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because if you're if you move to LA and you're starting, you're on shows. Oh man. Mateen's on showcase shows out in LA. That's huge. Yeah, he is making it. Vegas. It was like last week I was in Vegas. It was a great, great show, but it was in Vegas at a bar, and you know everybody was. Like, I posted, and people from home were like, "Oh, congrats, man!" I'm like, "If you really knew what was going down with these 14 people smoking, <laughs> no one's listening. You wouldn't be congratulating me." Oh man! 
But um, but yeah, man, it's nice to see people keep up with your progress, man. And it's well, it's cool that they care. From, you know, I went to high school with and and you know they came when I was home. They came and saw me, and I mean it's nice that they took the time to come see me and you know and and everything like that. So how often um, do you get to go I'm back not, back home uh, and I do stand up? Once once a year. Last year, um, I went back in December and I did a show. I headlined a show at uh, Last Trash Comedy Club, but then uh, I went back to Michigan to feature at a club in Livonia, Michigan, which is just outside of Detroit in March. Um, but yeah, so that was good. I, I got I got home. I was there last June. I was there last December, and then I was there again in March. So it was good to go home and. Uh, you know, everyone got home. Was like, "Hey, man, you're doing the same material you, you did last time." <laughs> <laughs> but you know how hard it is to come up with thirty minutes of yeah. material. Like, yeah, I don't think that some of the same jokes, bro. You might hear a few like, new. Yeah, you'll hear some new, but you're gonna hear some old too because thirty yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah. funny is a. It's I, yeah. I don't think people understand how hard it is to actually structure oh, they and don't. come they up don't. with something because I mean, comedy is like you know. I think. Um, forget who was explaining like you know with musicians you know you you want to hear the mu- musicians greatest hits but as a comedian no one wants to hear your greatest hits as a joke they all want to hear new stuff yeah so, um you know and they put that pressure on you and if it's not new like oh i know where it's coming from so, yeah so i mean that i mean that 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 <laughs> that thinking actually helped motivate me when i first started because you know when you're in la when you first start you got to do a ring of these bringer shows where where these producers say you can't get on stage unless you have 10 people. Yeah. So I would, you know, tell my friends about it, and they're like, oh, you know that same six minutes? And I'm like, uh, no, man. So it forced me to try to get a new six minutes a month and, like, work it. And, you know, and it wasn't always great, but it, that it was that added pressure to, to, to get better, which actually helped me in the long run. Yeah, I, I think I know exactly what you're saying. I even got stuck in a rut just, like, a year ago where I was just like, no, my – these jokes are so good, I just need to write it out, and eventually, like, I'll start, because I had a, a pretty solid 45 minutes that I could do, and then uh, it got so boring, telling like, to me, and, like, I, people get tired of hearing the same stuff to where it was like, I've got to, I have to start pushing myself again, and it, it forced me to start yeah. writing new material, which forced me mm-hmm. to, it, it completely changed how I was telling jokes. I'm writing like way different jokes now than I would have a year ago or the two years ago. And so it's nice to see progression happen, but then it's just like, I'm actually happier with this material too. Like this is making more sense. This is more me. Yeah, man. I mean, you take, it takes to get to know yourself, man. And I, you know, I, and I look at, you know, I, I started three and a half years ago. So I look at my stuff from three and a half years ago, which I was doing great three and a half years ago. But like, I, I, I look at the stuff and I'm like, you know, I'm a way better comic now, and yeah. that's really good to see because you, you can recognize that and you can recognize the material. You know, it might not have been the strongest. I performed it well, but it's not. But now I'm just trying to get to, like, you know, I was always, I used to be uh, afraid of offending people, and, like, but now, but, like, now I realize, like, you know, you just do who you are, and, you know, grown sometimes are good as laughter, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not going out there and trying to be, you know, super shocked with, well, you know, a lot of guys try to do that. Oh, with this Louis C.K. stuff and be super shocked, but I, I try to keep my, my jokes very smart, you know, and if you're offended, that doesn't mean you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I think. Who was, I think Stephen Wright, is, or not Stephen Wright, Stephen Fry uh, has, a, has a quote about uh, 
people being offended. And it's one of my favorite quotes, but it says something along the lines of, uh, like, when somebody's a- offended, it's a whine, is what he hears. Like, meh, dead, yeah. I'm offended. And it's like, it doesn't mean that you're right. It Like, you're, it, it means that you're whiny. Like, yeah. that's it. You're just like, well, yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah. And Bob Saget even said, he said, I don't want to offend anybody. I want to offend everybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I think he has, too. <laughs> I think he's. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. He, he holds no bars. So, I mean, I have a couple new jokes that, that are pushy, kind of pushy, but um, they're, good. they're good. I think they're good jokes, and, and they make me laugh. And, you know, people sometimes are scared to laugh at them because they're, sometimes they're scared of the truth. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I plan to push the envelope a little bit. As far as like you know, even coming to Utah, you know, it's you know I have you know not a completely different set, but I'll have a a bunch of new jokes that you know what I haven't had in the last when I was there in September. I had a bunch of new jokes in September, you know. So yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited for you to come out here, man. Like yeah, man. man I had I love I love I love Salt Lake City. I tell people about Salt Lake City, and they're like, really Utah? I'm like yeah, man, it's a great place. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I, I think people just think it's just. I don't know. They just I think people have this weird like over religious like city mentality like in their head like they're going to the Vatican or something, you know, where it's just going to be like, well, that's yeah. what the whole makeup of that city is. It's just Mormons yeah. and uh and temples and churches mm-hmm. and uh yeah. and Joseph Smith in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, I I said like last time I was there, I was like I definitely saw a lot more Meth heads and Mormons. <laughs> yeah, Salt Lake City definitely. I uh, I think Salt Lake City is probably about fifty percent meth head, fifty percent Mormon. Fifty percent Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure too. Pretty, <laughs> and a hundred percent syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's a pretty big uh, syphilis breakout at the University of Utah right now, Mateen. So. Oh, uh, uh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Somebody's doing something that that's supposed to do over there. <laughs> yeah, we just collect oh, syphilis man. here. We really like it. I mean, yeah. scars on your back. Yeah. Itchy hands and hey, feet. You can't mess with syphilis, man. No, syphilis yeah. killed Al Capone. <laughs> Is that what really killed Al Capone? Was syphilis? Yeah, he died of syphilis. He died of syphilis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so good. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. The the big boss syphilis takes him down. Takes him down. Yeah. Well, dude, I'll let you get back to watching the NBA game. Thanks so much for. Oh uh, man, yeah. Thank you, man, for uh, for having me. Like I said, I'm looking forward to um, to coming and, and and spreading the laughter, man, in Utah, man, next week. So you'll be here Thursday. We're actually doing a garage show at uh, Kean's Garage again. It's going to be a really fun show. It's such a Right on, man. Such a cool place. And then uh, Friday, you're here uh, at Sandy Station, and that show st- yep, and then, starts at 9. There's going to be Aaron Orlovitz yeah. hosting it. Eileen Dobbins is on that show. I'm on that show, and then you'll be closing the show out. And then Saturday, you are in Tooele, I believe. Yeah, I'm in Tooele at the Brennan's Brewery, I think the yes. name of it is. Um, All-Star Comedy uh, with Jamie Maxfield. Yep, and the, do you know what time that show starts? I believe it's seven thirty or eight. Yeah, yep, eight. That's the time it is. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So definitely, guys, um, everybody listening, go out and see Mateen at least once while he's in town. He's such a fantastic comic. You'll have a great time. Hang out afterwards and even uh, shoot the shit with him because he's such a cool dude. Yeah, come out and have fun to the shows, guys. All right. Thanks for having me, Jason. Man, I look forward to seeing you uh, on on uh, late. 
late Wednesday, early Thursday morning. Sweet, man. I'm excited for it. Have a good one. Enjoy the game, right, and bro. then I'll see you uh, I'll see All you right. this week. Take care, Mateen. Thank All you. Right, peace. Go, go Warriors. Go Warriors. <laughs> All right, Have a good one. Peace. Bye. Awesome, guys. That was Mateen calling in. Uh, I still haven't heard back from Aaron Orlovitz, so I hope he is okay. So I think we'll just call the show with uh, just having Mateen calling in and, and shooting the shit. Thanks so much, guys. This has been Stupid Questions with Jason Harvey on the Airhole Media Network. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week.